Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. I would like to welcome Dane Golden to the Tube Labs podcast. He is a video marketing specialist. He helps companies, businesses with YouTube. And we have a fun topic today because we're going to talk about you. And Dane, welcome to the show. And tell us a little bit more about yourself. Hello, Rosh. It's so good to see you. Good to have you here. Uh, we, um, yeah, we, we, we have a company called Vidiup, V-I-D-I-U-P.tv, and we've just changed the name from Hey.com after many years, which is how people may know us. Yeah. And we simply help businesses do YouTube better um, using largely a helpful how-to video technique. We don't produce videos generally, but we do work with the companies that are already doing helpful how-to videos and just want to find the right topics, right strategy, right approach to how to do the videos uh, and then bring in customers that are searching for what they're talking about and say, hey, these are the type of companies we want to work with. Excellent. And you've been doing this for quite a while, haven't you? Uh, in in YouTube years, yes, quite yes, a while. YouTube in, years. <laughs> in real years, not 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 quite so long. Okay, all right, that's fair. Um, so we were talking about a, a good topic, something that I've actually seen you talk about in the past, and it's a, and it's a helpful topic, and it's the topic of the word you, using the word you. And I know there are many different ways to go about this in terms of your videos, why you might want to acknowledge the viewer. Hey, there's something you could do. And I, I just kind of want to leave this in your hands. What, what are some of the things you'd recommend? How do you approach this topic of making sure you're using the word you as part of your strategy? Right. Well, the, the reason, I'll tell you how this started. And sure. in working with businesses and analyzing a lot of business channels, and you could call them business creators if you like, but... On YouTube, a lot of companies are still doing what they've been doing forever on TV or in corporate videos. And some of that is, uh, there's, there's two, two main faults I have with this approach. And one of those is they're mostly talking about themselves right. instead of about what the viewer wants to know and how to solve their problems. And I think of the viewer as a single person, not an audience. Right. And... Right. And the second thing is, is that when they're doing this, talking about themselves, sometimes they have interviewers who are asking them questions. We've all seen the videos where someone, much like they do on ESPN or Ken Burns videos, they, they look off an angle, not directly at the camera, right? Right, right. yeah. Well, and that's all fine and good on television. And I love watching ESPN and I love watching these uh, types of Ken Burns videos for hours and hours. But when I'm on YouTube, I want to know how someone's going to help me right away. And I noticed in helping companies with their videos, anecdotally, meaning just video by video, I could see that videos that looked at the camera and often said the word you or some version like that or addressed the, the viewer directly right at the beginning, those tended to do better. But I couldn't prove it. I couldn't come up with numbers. And as we know, businesses want numbers to prove something. Absolutely, yeah. So I worked with Phil Starkovich at TubeBuddy, and we looked at 30 
thousand videos across more wow. than fifty different factors and variations of the word "you" in the first thirty seconds of a video. Okay. 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 And and the reason we looked at the word "you" is because what I realized is that you couldn't say the word "you" as a on-camera person and be, not be looking at the camera. It just doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes so, yeah. It was a proxy. Right. So we said, okay, well let's that's something we can track. I don't have any AI at my disposal. I can't find out where people are looking in the video, but if they say the word you, that's something we can measure because we can look at transcripts, right? Right, right. We can look at captions. So I wanted to prove that you could do better in YouTube if you said the word you. And, and in these 30,000 videos, we found that the videos that said you in the first five seconds, 10 seconds, 30 seconds did better. They got more views. Oh, wow. Okay. Simply put. So if you want more views and you just want to do one thing that, that uh, on average is going to help your videos do better, say the word you as soon as possible. Now, I want to give you some numbers on this. Do you sure. have a question, Rosh? Go yeah, ahead. I do. And I, I, something I want to dig into a little bit further, but I want you to share your numbers first. Okay. So the, the, the shortest numbers and the easiest numbers to say is if you say the word you, we did this a median, not an average, but a median, meaning the center number. Mm -hmm. If you said the word you of, of 30,000 videos, if you said the word you in the first five seconds just once, the videos did 66% better wow. in views. So that means if you got 100,000 views, you'd get 166,000 views. Right. If you made 100, and if you're counting on that for dollars, if you made $100, now you'd make $166 if that click-through works out in the right. same way. Sure, sure. If you said the word you twice in the first five seconds, you would get 97% more views. Wow. Now that's a, those are real numbers. I mean, the, the, especially I think when you say, when you say it twice, I mean, that, that's something you can really say, okay, once was it really the real factor, but maybe there's something else in there, but I would think you say that twice. Now you're showing some real progression here. And we have, we have charts and you can go to videoup.tv and look in the um, harnessing the value of you and YouTube. Yeah. But but what do I mean by saying the word twice? People say, how are you going to say the word you twice in five seconds? Sure. Well, we cheated sort of, not really. <laughs> okay. And we added every word that was a variation of you, mm -hmm. like your, uh, you'll, you, Y-O-U apostrophe L-E, Y-O-U sure. apostrophe R-E, yourself, yourselves. We, we said basically anytime you say that word, you're really talking to the person using the word you somewhere in there. We even tracked the word y'all. <laughs> and how'd that go? That more we didn't this... really track. I, I tracked them all as one thing. I didn't okay. really worry okay. too much which one that they were using. Right. But, but if you think about it, I could say in the first five seconds, I'm going to say, today I'm going to show you how to fix your car. Mm -hmm. Today I'm going to show you how to make yourself happier. Today I'm gonna I'm gonna show you how you will um, win at blackjack. That's actually three. Show you how you will win at blackjack. Oh, so yeah. that's three, right? Any so, any day down to three. Well, the the 
the data we I we I thought I don't think it did any better generally with three. It was really hard d- to diminishing say that. returns once you got past number two. I think it was just really hard to find videos that that ha- that said that's it that fair. often. That's fair too. But we did track, so I tracked the first five seconds, the next five seconds, so six to ten seconds, mm-hmm. and eleven to thirty seconds. And the videos that did best were the ones that said you in each one of those areas. So you said once in the first five, once in the second five, and once in the next 20. Hmm. Okay. Very good. Very good. You know, um, there's, there's one thing that I've thought about because I I certainly have seen, um, and of course I've actually watched some of your work uh, related to this topic and, and even tested it out a little bit through the years. There's one thing though that I, I think about the the difference between somebody who doesn't know you, you know, you, you specialize maybe in, in search for a business, you know, someone wants a, a solution to their problem and they use YouTube yes. to find the answer and hopefully your client's answer is that answer. Down the road, is there a point at which, yes, I I, I care about me, but I'm I'm really interested in you or what your opinion. In other words, the um the, the personality's opinion, what's their opinion on this topic? And if they say my opinion or my idea or my, is there a point in which the, there's a tipping point? And I know you probably don't have data specifically on this. I'm just asking for your opinion. Um, have you seen anything where maybe clients get to a certain level that sometimes, not all the time, but once in a while, it's important to say me or my to pull people in for a specific reason? Yeah, and you're right. And we didn't test those words, and I think that would be interesting. It just took us so long to test this other sure, thing. Sure, sure. But, but I think that what what the what's the point of saying you? I mean, clearly, if you just said you, 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 right. that's not going to get people to watch. Right. It has to be in context and have value. But the point of saying the word you, it's a proxy. I can't. Uh, know that you, Rosh, are watching this particular video unless it's a live video. Right. Um, so it's a proxy for your name, which is your favorite word. It's yeah. all, it's everyone's favorite word. Right. And if you can show as a YouTube creator or brand that you have the best interests of the viewer at heart and that it's it's designed to help them Right. You do that by saying the word you, and then you can go on and tell them what you need to tell them. Right. Right. No, that's a good point. Um, and, and obviously very important. I would think that most people starting off in YouTube would probably want to take that approach versus making it all about me and my opinion <laughs> until they have an audience. But I, I, I do wonder about that once in a while, because I mean, some of the people that I'll follow, if I hear about something or there's a thought, I want to know their opinion. And I just kind of have that in my head. But as far as I think something also that's really important, especially when dealing with business that you were talking about is that one, when you have the client say the word you, again, you can't look off in the distance. You got to engage that camera in some way, um, like somebody is there. And I, I think would that go would be very even helpful. Further. Sure. I would go even further and, and tell businesses that if you can't look into the camera, don't do any YouTube videos. Mm, I think point. it's that important because each video, and, and you know this, and you've attended all the conferences, if you if you uh, 
um, are, if each video is not adding value, it's taking away value from your channel. It's either increasing the ranking or lowering the ranking. And every right. poor video, and I mean poor, I don't mean costs, you know, yeah. little. I mean it just does not resonate with the viewer. Right. That that actually lowers your video GPA, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and so don't do it. Don't do it. And there are ways. These are not. There's not expensive ways. And I've interviewed these guys on my podcast. There are ways and tools of getting very unprepared people to look directly in the camera. So one of these and. Not sponsored. I just found these guys and like sure. them. Sure. It's called the iDirect. If you're a pro and you have a real nice camera and you know you have a whole kit and everything, mm -hmm. either buy one of these things or rent them. They're about $1,000. And uh, what it is, it's a, it's a sideways periscope. Hmm. And basically, the person is both looking at the camera and looking at the interviewer at the same time. It's totally natural. But oh. if you're a hacker, you can totally do this with um, just a $150, um, um, what's, the, what's the thing where you read the teleprompter? Teleprompter, yeah. So, you know, instead of doing that, you put the teleprompter in there and then just be on a phone right next to it um, doing a uh, FaceTime call to that little, um, that little uh, iPad. Okay. And it's your, they can see your face. Right. Um, and instead you're just talking to the FaceTime. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And that's what gets you to look directly at the camera. We have these subtle tips that we look for, these body language cues. And if you're not looking directly at the customer, they think you don't care about them. Right. Right. I mean, if you had a salesperson and you were selling, you know, vacuum cleaners or whatever, and you said, I'm going to sell you 100 vacuum cleaners for your hotel, and you walked into their office and you looked over their shoulder, how many sales do you think you're going to get? Does that make any sense? Did that, what I say make any sense? Let me explain then if, if people didn't get it. So the idea is that your video is your number one salesperson. Right. Look at your customer. Absolutely. Yeah. What are some other things that you would recommend for? say even a business or even somebody who's just starting to dabble in YouTube, um, how they would approach uh, maybe some, some thoughts and how they approach just engaging with the camera. Cause obviously mm -hmm. we've established this is really important because there is somebody on the other side there. What are some things you might recommend that would be helpful? Well, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just, you mean getting comfortable with the camera yeah, type of yeah. thing? Yeah, I think, you know, because, you know, a big part of this, yes. I think is really, you're, you're making a, a very strong point that you need to not only be comfortable, but you have to make the person on the other side of that camera comfortable too and engage with you. And so, you know, as you work with businesses, are there some things that you've done um, with people who are not used to being in front of the camera that have helped them out? Well, well, here's some techniques that I recommend. Sure. One, you're not permitted to um, be self-critical until you've done it 20 times. Okay. You're just not permitted. Okay. You just have to keep doing 20 different videos. But one of the other ways of getting comfortable that I've done over in the past is I just had like a live podcast that, um, that people didn't really know about. I just had it every night. Mm -hmm. I just had it uh, – at that time I had it um, – on something called Ustream, which is an old yeah. streaming tool. Yeah, I remember that. But well. 
yeah, I would just have have it on and I would um, just talk to the camera and it was a small group. And you can do this t today, tonight with your Facebook friends. You can be at home and just go live and talk to any of your friends who happen to be there. And you just sort of get comfortable. It's it's um, easier than, you know, the the higher production stuff. And you just get comfortable knowing that there's a camera there and then you have to then you have to listen back to it, which is the right. hardest part. And yeah. it's actually a lot harder than talking because you realize you say, um, and <laughs> ah, a lot, and that you don't look at the camera. Right. And your eyes are going all over the place. Or maybe you didn't, if, you know, if, if you're someone who really wants to look good, you didn't look good as you, as you had hoped. And you say, oh, you know what? I need to clean my glasses or put on some lipstick or comb my hair or whatever your thing is comb, comb what i don't know what you're talking about uh, yes you, you and i don't have any hair <laughs> so let, let's swing back around so we've talked about saying you in the video did you did you make any note in terms of using the word you say in titles or even in descriptions or anything related to that or thumbnails because obviously those are hot topics these days um have you any experience in that realm I think that sometimes you can be helpful. The word you or variations of it can be helpful in titles, but we didn't test it. Okay. I, th I think sometimes shorter titles, more succinct mm -hmm. can be better. I, um, but we did do a little bit of research. I'm not a copywriting expert, but I did find some, you know, classic ads that use the word you over, over the years. Right. And, um, you know, for instance, uh, just some examples over the years that we found Volvo, an old ad, you could be driving one years before unloading it. Ah. Uh, McDonald's, you deserve a break today. Right. Uncle Sam, I want you to join the U.S. Army. Right. Um, Travelers Insurance, your life insurance should be two, whatever that meant. It's just an ad. <laughs> Oh, you're unique. Oh, that that's what it said. It said oh, two, okay. twi it said it twice. You're unique. Your life insurance should be too. Um, infomercials say you. Um, Dollar Shave Club says you right in the oh, first sentence. All yeah. those things. Yeah, right. S Squatty it, potty. It, yeah. No, you, you make a good point in terms of the, the power of the word you, the, the – um, you know, obviously the most important person in the world, you know, and, and to use that as part of your, your strategy in, in a real, you know, genuine way, of course, and, and to get that engagement, to build that audience, to build that community, um, you, you need to pay attention to them and, the, and, the, and you make a good point, especially on YouTube, especially and, on YouTube. Yeah. The you in YouTube is not the uh, subject. It's the viewer. <laughs> right. And, and this just, you know, this dovetails into what we believe is a business that most of the time businesses, they, they do what they do because they want to help people. Right. And, and so they should, and, 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 and businesses have been doing this in, uh, we'll call it traditional content marketing, which is blogs. Yep. And they talk about what people want to know. And suddenly they get on YouTube and they're like, look at all these bells and whistles and all these great things. And I'll tell you, as a customer, I really don't care. Yeah. I just want to know how you can solve my problem right now. Right. And if you're talking about yourself, I'm out of here. Yeah. 
Talk yeah. about me. <laughs> Make this this video about me. That, yeah, and there we go to YouTube. That's that's uh, right on. Yeah, one thing I I, I want to just know a little bit more about you. I, I've uh, <laughs> now that we're into that, um, tell us a little bit about more about you and your day to day. What what you're doing as you're working with with clients and working with people with video. Um, I, you know, I think sometimes we get little nuggets when we hear what people do on the day-to-day basis and help them help businesses or, or other YouTubers, obviously depending on uh, the conversation. Uh, but w- what is it that uh, Dane does yeah. each day? Yeah, well, it, it varies sometimes more than I'd like. But <laughs> step one is we practice what we preach. We create videos that help businesses uh, learn what we know. Because we want to help people. If we anytime we help one more person, that's a good day for us. Another person, that's a good day for us. Right. When we are helping clients, it really depends on what level and what degree they want help with. So if they want a channel that's optimized and an overall strategy and tracking numbers and clicks and um, how the videos are doing on a granular level, we love doing that. But if they just want some training, we'll do that too. We'll train them, you know, maybe do a call every week with them. How's it going? And then that that's done because they want to do it internally. Right. We've, we've started another, an entirely new business with some partners in Singapore and what this business is, is called vidtarget.io. Okay. And it is a tool for paid ads. So while VidyUp focuses on organic growing your channel, the YouTube ads section of our business is through vidtarget. And what we've done is created a tool so that businesses can waste less money <laughs> on bad views. Okay. Because when you do an ad... Sometimes your targeting's all over the place. And so what this helps you do is target just the um, placements on what types of videos, uh, what types of channels or keywords. Okay. And uh, that's, you know, for, for small businesses or in a economy that we're not, we're not really sure if it's going to go up or down, let's save some money and target the right people. And so... A lot of my time goes also to marketing that tool and helping us us refine it. It's it's um, sort of had a soft launch, but we're we're launching it um, in a larger way over the next few months. Well, that sounds exciting. That sounds interesting. Yeah. So, if somebody is interested in connecting with you, what what's the best way to to contact you? If well, if you're a business, friend me on LinkedIn, Dane Golden, D A N E G O L D E N, and um, I was I always used to say hey.com, but now it's videup.tv. So so why why did you switch over? Just because I mean, obviously the branding of hey.com has been so uh, solid through the years. Um, obviously, yes. you had a good reason to switch it over. What was that? I. Uh, Really, we just wanted to focus more on video, and the name Hey.com is great, but Viddy and and Up, mm-hmm. we felt is better for our customers and for people finding us. It was it had greater clarity, and um, it's a positive message. Viddy and Up. 
Awesome. <laughs> All right. So one last question. And if somebody was going to uh, flip that camera on the first time and consider going on to YouTube today, what would be your, your advice, your first, just couple bits of advice as you, they begin? Um, well, no, number one, nobody's going to watch it, first of all. <laughs> yep. You think it's going to be a million people watching it? The stakes are very low because it's a crowded field. So <laughs> until you do it a hundred times, you're not going to get a ton of viewership. So just know the stakes are low and think about things that your customers want to know if you're a business or if you want to help people with something else like cooking or whatever. Think of the things that you know that other people would like to know and also know that you don't have to be the only one doing it. If there's somebody doing something that that's your idea. There's plenty of room for other voices. Like I said, until you've done a hundred or so of these, you're not going to get a lot of watching. These are the types of things that grow over time. These become assets like inventions that your company makes that you can reuse time and time again. Right. Um, but the same, the same thing, it also takes a while to figure them out. So it's a long tail approach. It takes a while but that's good because you're not ready yet at the beginning. And the most important thing, there was a philosopher called Goethe a couple mm -hmm. of hundred years ago. He said, just begin, essentially. Right. right. Very good. Dane Golden, thank you so much for taking the time to visit, visit the Tube Labs podcast. Um, it was a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Rosh. It was great. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at the tubeblog.com.